Welcome to episode 136 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on YouTube.com slash Matt Witt. As we are, I am your host, Matt Witt, and we are live on YouTube.com slash Matt Witt. Just had a little bit of a lag right there. Um, but we are live every Monday and Thursday morning. It is currently Monday, uh, November 29th, and it is 9.05 a.m. as we are uh, live on every Monday and Thursday morning around 9 o'clock Central. Or you can listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcast so minnesota vikings lose another game by one score and we'll be talking about this on today's episode as well as taking a look at how the vikings can fix that defense because everybody who watched that game knows how bad the vikings defense played and how they can fix it going into the 2022 season and how they can fix it uh for the remainder of this season and into the playoffs because vikings will be making the playoffs this year and how they can fix the defense going forward hope you all do enjoy do you enjoy listening to this podcast if you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. The Minnesota Vikings lose another close game. It has been the same story all season long where the Vikings either, either win by one score or lose by one score in every game so far this season other than the Seattle game. Vikings lose 26 to 20 or 26 to 34 against the San Francisco 49ers moving to 5 and 6 on the season. It was fun being a 500 team while it lasted and fall to the 7th seed in the playoffs as the San Francisco 49ers move to the 6th seed. Vikings fall to the 7th seed um and all the, there's five five one teams in the NFC right now but Vikings lose again another close game. So it was the same story. Minnesota Vikings team in the first half where we have a lead. Vikings have a lead once again. Vikings have had a seven score lead or more in every game so far this season. Vikings open with a seven score lead on the second drive of their offense to a touchdown to Adam touchdown Thielen and the Vikings go into halftime 14 and 14 scored. So going into halftime at 14-14 is not a comfortable spot you want the Minnesota Vikings to be. As a matter of fact, I'd rather be losing going into halftime because it feels like every time we're tied or have a lead going into the half, the Minnesota Vikings decide to blow it into the third and fourth quarter. The third quarter was a very eventful one as the Minnesota Vikings had two touchdowns in that quarter, but the 49ers had two touchdowns and two field goals in that quarter. So the third quarter had a total of 32 points scored. Should have been 33, but Greg Joseph doesn't know how to make extra point kicks pretty regular for our Vikings team. So it was the same story that we see all season with the Minnesota Vikings losing a very important game and Kirk calls comes flat. I mean, Kirk just had a bad day and you take a look at this Minnesota Vikings team as a whole. If you made a list on why the Vikings lost this game, would Kirk even be first on that list? No, he wouldn't. It would be the Vikings defense who has been terrible all season long and continues to look bad. Now we knew the 49ers have won. They're six and five now. The 49ers are six and five because they dominate in the trenches. Their offensive line is up phenomenal in the trenches. Their defensive line is the same story. That is how the 49ers have won every game so far this season and how they're going to continue to win as they had over, I believe it was, was it over two? Yeah, 208 rushing yards on our defense and three rushing touchdowns on our defense. The Minnesota Vikings defense does not know how to tackle. Our linebackers, Anthony Barr, we're paying him this much money and he can't tackle. Nick Vigil, you've been playing in the NFL how many years? Six years. You can't tackle. I mean, our defense as a whole. And we knew going into this game, we were without our entire first team defensive line. Our entire first team defensive line that we started this season out with was not here to play. And we knew this going into the game. I mean, 
But with that being said, it's not like our defensive line should be this bad. Okay, you have DJ Wanham, who has been phenomenal throughout his career, has actually impressed everybody throughout his career, being a fourth-round draft pick out of South Carolina. You have Armand Watts, who's been even more impressive, still starting at the inside linebacker or inside defensive line position. You have, of course, James Lynch. I mean, not high expectations for uh, James Lynch, but still, he's a solid player. Um, and then you also have Sheldon Richardson. Just like I said with Nick Vigil, Sheldon Richardson, how many years have you been in the NFL and still continue to not be able to tackle players half your size? Minnesota Vikings defensive line had a terrible game and the defensive as, defense as a whole had an awful game. Are we going to ignore the fact that Mackenzie Alexander has been this bad? I mean, we continue to bring up how bad Bashad Breeland has been. We continue to bring up how disappointing Bashad Breeland has been as a starting corner. Can we stop ignoring the fact that Mackenzie Alexander is the worst player in our Vikings defense as a whole who has played as many snaps as he's played so far this season? And the Vikings don't even need to play him. They don't. The Vikings have no reason to continue to play Mackenzie Alexander week in and week out who has lost us multiple games and gives up at least one touchdown every game to no-name wide receivers. Mackenzie Alexander, and I've said this multiple times, Greg Joseph is not the reason why the Vikings lost against the Arizona Cardinals. It was because of Mackenzie Alexander giving up crucial fourth down plays to the opposing offense. He is the worst player in this Vikings defense, even worse than Bashad Breeland. And Bashad Breeland is, they are the two most disappointing players in this Vikings defense. And going forward, we're going to talk about how the Vikings can fix this defense. Because if you're making a list on why the Vikings lost this game, defense is number one, no question. Now you look at who's number two. What's number two? Now, Kirk Cousins, okay, we're not going to slander Kirk Cousins completely in this episode, and we're pretty big Kirk Cousins lovers here. I mean, he's our quarterback. You have to get behind him. Um, he's uh, having a career year. I mean, he's having the best year of his of his entire career this season, and is an MVP caliber, is having an MVP caliber season, and is looking amazing. Yeah, well, he did not against in Sunday's game against the San Francisco 49ers. You know who also, you know who did have a good game, though? The refs. The refs were not playing for us. The refs were playing for the San Francisco 49ers all game. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say Vikings versus refs and refs are the reason why we lost. But they had two crucial calls. Adam Thielen clearly caught that catch. He came down with the catch. Mike Zimmer was right to throw the challenge flag there. And they didn't overturn it. It was a clear completion. And that wasn't enough for these refs. No, they decided on the game-winning drive for Kirk Cousins when he had to go the entire field to get his offense eight points to tie it up to go into overtime. There was a blatant pass interference. I believe it was on Justin Jefferson. Yeah, there was a blatant pass interference on third down. The refs are blind. They didn't see it. If all of us Vikings fans can see it, they can too. And I just don't understand why the refs continue to be this bad on our Vikings team. I mean, the refs haven't been as bad as they were 2020 for our team, but... Again, this is another game where the refs were a key factor on why we lost this game. Were they the biggest? No, that is obviously our Vikings defense and maybe even more Kirk Cousins who had an awful game. Just a bone. Where was his head? Where was Kirk Cousins head in this entire game? I mean, you have an offense. You're throwing to players like Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. You're throwing to the best wide receiver tandem in the NFL. Second best. I have to put them behind the Buccaneers right now. You're throwing to the second best wide receiver tandem in the NFL and you're throwing an easy interception for the for the uh, 49ers defense. You throw it to the feet of Justin Jefferson on a two-point conversion. You line up behind your right guard. Okay, those are three bonehead mistakes from Kirk Cousins. Not to mention the fact that he overthrew his receivers. I counted, I counted four overthrow 
throwing targets, and I believe they were all wide open. I might have to recount that. I will watch the game. I rewatch the game every Tuesday, but I can't rewatch the game after that happened. But I believe he did overthrow his targets four times and grounded the ball in a two-point conversion, which, by the way, he was running. He was throwing on the run. I understand throwing on the run is difficult, and but you're throwing to Justin Jefferson. He should be able to catch anything that doesn't hit the ground. Um, but again, you're throwing to Justin Jefferson. Just run it in. At that point, just run the ball in. He had an open lane to run it in for a two-point conversion and grounded the ball. Minnesota Vikings had no... It was a right call to go for the two-point conversion. It wasn't a right call for Kirk Cousins to even throw the ball there. Even though Justin Jefferson was wide open, he could have ran the ball in for an easier two-point conversion. Would you rather throw to a wide-open Justin Jefferson or take three extra steps to get a two-point conversion? Yeah, you're taking the three extra steps because Kirk Cousins is not slow. I will say that again. Kirk Cousins can run. He just doesn't. He decides to always sit inside the pocket, and this is a big problem on why the Vikings lost this game. But the defense is number one. That Vikings defense doesn't know how to tackle, and the 49ers offense just owned us all game, dominating in the trenches, having three rushing touchdowns, and the Vikings defense allowed 208 rushing yards we're gonna not dismiss the fact that we were without our entire first team defensive line Dalvin Tomlinson was out with COVID we knew it was going to happen because we all of our players are on vax and COVID just continues to run through our locker room so without him we had James Lynch starting huge huge decrease from uh Dalvin Tomlinson uh Armand Watts playing over Michael Pierce has been okay. I'm crediting Armand Watts. We love Armand Watts on this podcast. I mean, we're big fans of him. Uh, DJ Wanham, obviously starting over uh, Daniel Hunter since he's been injured, but we also had Sheldon Richardson who was playing over Everson Griffin as he's dealing with some uh, personal issues right now. Hope Everson Griffin uh, continues to fix that. But again, I Sheldon Richardson is no defensive end and you should see more of Patrick Jones going forward. Sheldon Richardson is a very good three tech, a backup three tech and should be playing over James Lynch and not at the defensive end position. I didn't hate the call to actually play Sheldon Richardson as a defensive end, but now next week you shouldn't play him as a defensive end. I mean, I think Andre Patterson learned his lesson here because I called it. I said that Andre Patterson was going to play Sheldon Richardson as a defensive end because Patrick Jones is a rookie. And Vikings coaching staff does not like to rush the rookies into the starting position. They had to last year with DJ Wanham. This year, they really don't have to. But now going forward, I want to see more of Patrick Jones than any other player on this Vikings defense right now because, oh, actually, no, camera dancer, any other player on this Vikings defensive line right now because he is, he should be at the Vikings defensive uh, end position. I really don't know what I'm missing here. I don't know what I'm missing. But as a whole, Vikings, we covered all the bad. There is some good to cover here because this Vikings offense we know how good we are, and it just continued to show against the 49ers defense. I mean, let's just credit Dalvin Cook real quick, because I hope he gets well. I I hate to see Dalvin Cook get injured. He gets injured every single year. He has yet to play an entire season in the NFL where he was not injured at least one game. But again, Dalvin Cook going up against the 49ers defense, which has been one of the best against the run with Fred Warner. I mean, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. Do I have to keep going on? They have been one of the best defenses against the run and him to still get over 100 yards. Now, that wasn't 100 yards on the ground as a whole. He had a majority of those came from the receiving yards. But again, he's totaled over 100 yards. He had 3.9 yards per carry um, and had a solid day. Now, the problem is, is that one game losing fumble it really turned over the game and that was uh probably the worst play of the game by the vikings but again as a whole vikings offense had a good day i mean justin jefferson he might not have gotten 10 plus targets in this game but again he had a solid day he was getting double teamed when they double teamed justin jefferson where does the ball go adam thielen who had two receiving touchdowns in this game i believe he had six receptions on top of that i mean they had a good day the vikings offense had a good day it just comes down to that vikings defense and we have a Super Bowl offense. 
We have a Super Bowl offense right now with the best offensive trio in football, the best running back, wide receiver, wide receiver trio in football we have on our roster in purple and gold, and yet we continue to lose games. We have a solid offensive line and great offensive playmakers. And then on special teams, Ryan Fiken, thank you. Thank you for turning this special teams around because Kane and Wanu is elite. And I've said that, okay, I'm going to take credit real quick. I called it when the Vikings drafted Kane and Wanu. I called it. I said that was my favorite draft pick. Why? Because he should be a great kick, kick returner in the NFL and a great depth piece to have to your running back. What has he been so far this season? A great kick returner in the in the NFL and a great running back piece to have as your running back three position because Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison get injured every year. So just a great piece to have on your team and has been the best rookie on this Vikings team so far. The best offensive rookie. Cam Bynum has actually been unstoppable as well. So it's pretty torn between those two players. But again, Kenny Iwano just great game from him as well and that leads me on to my next thing i mean the vikings ryan fiken has done a great job as a special teams coordinator and the vikings player of the game once again for the second week in this nfl season goes to kanate and wanu our rookie out of iowa state our backup our kick our running back three and our starting kick returner had four kick returns for 171 return yards averaging 42.8 yards per return and had a 99 yard kick return that is a second 99 yard kick return of the season Kane and Wano is elite and he is playing very well at the kick return position is the best kick returner the Vikings have had since Cordero Patterson he also had one offensive carry when Dalvin Cook went down with the injury had one carry for seven yards averaging to seven yards per carry so as, as the most yards per carry in this Vikings team so far this season just a great year from Kane and Wano and excited to see him play going forward and next week with Dalvin Cook out we're going to assume Dalvin Cook is going to be out I mean Real quick, Dalvin Cook is missing all of his stat games. The reason why Dalvin Cook is not top three rushing yards in the NFL so far this season is because of his injuries. He's missed a game against Detroit Lions, one of the worst team defenses in football. A game against Seattle, another terrible defense in football. And now he's missing another game against Detroit Lions. Those are three stat games for Dalvin Cook and the reason why he's not top three in rushing yards so far this season. But again, you don't need to rush Dalvin Cook back against the Detroit Lions defense when you have players like Alexander Madison and Kane and Wanu and AJ Rose. Let's put that there. AJ Rose might be activated from the practice squad and get a little play time on Sunday. Hope for a fast recovery from uh, Dalvin Cook. A key player in this Vikings offense and you hate to see him go down with the injury and has been big for this Vikings offense uh, so far this season might not have been as huge as 2019 and 2020 but again has been a big player on this Vikings offense we love Dalvin Cook with our team and I hope he can be back um, it's a shoulder injury he was carted off so it's rough it's rough and you hate to see it and it's good to know that we have a lot of depth at our at the running back position it's really the only position where we have this much depth where our star can go out a top three running back in the league can go out and we still can have players step up into that role but as a whole minnesota vikings 34 to 26 loss to the 49ers came up with a must win this was a must win game i mean if the vikings wanted to win the division they would have had to win this game uh the division no longer up for grabs. I know the Vikings beat the Packers a week ago, but the division is no longer up for grabs as the Packers just beat the Rams and we just lost to the 49ers. So right now we're looking for that uh, sixth seed in the playoffs, seventh seed in the playoffs. Either one, I will take it. But again, this defense going on the road in the playoffs is not going to be good. And we just not, we're not good enough. There's really nobody who you can fear in the NFC right now, but we're just not going to make a run for a Super Bowl. And I hate to say that because I wanted it, but if the Vikings don't get home field advantage in the playoffs, I just don't see a 
scenario where the Vikings can make a Super Bowl run. As a whole, we'll be cheering for our Vikings to win next week, week in and week out, and likely be making the playoffs as a six or seven seed because we are better than any other team, any other five win team right now in the NFL. We are better than all other five win teams and should be making the playoffs as a seven seed and going on the road against some of these NFC teams away games, which should be pretty tough. But next week is what we'll be looking at right here. Next week, the Minnesota Vikings will travel to Detroit to take on the amazing, the super fierce Detroit Lions, the winless Detroit Lions who are 0-10-1. All right, sorry, I, I slandered the Lions a lot in this podcast. I mean, rightfully so. The Vikings will travel to Detroit to take on the Lions this Sunday at noon. This will be a CBS game. We think this is our, only our second CBS game of the season so far. Back here, we're tracking years since the Lions won a playoff game. Uh, I believe after the Vikings beat the Lions on Sunday. Uh, we'll be adding one more tally mark there because I think it's only, yeah, it's only week 13 and the Lions will already be eliminated from the playoffs because they're 0-10-1. And even if they win the rest of their games, they won't be making a playoff run. So I think next week, assuming that the Vikings and uh, 49ers win next week, I think that the Lions are eliminated from the playoffs. We also up here. We're tracking our, if you're watching on YouTube, we're tracking our subscribers. We are almost at 500 subscribers. We're at 486 right now, 14 subscribers away from reaching 500. So if you aren't subscribed yet, be sure to subscribe. And that number should be uh, going up and reaching 500. I'm hoping we can reach 500 by the uh, end of the week. So really excited for that. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Morning Kickoff. Minnesota Vikings defense has been terrible so far this season. And we have a Super Bowl offense. And I've said this multiple times in the podcast. We have a top five offense in football and arguably the best offense in football. As we gave our new offensive identity where we revolve around the past, we are arguably the best offense in football. Problem is, we can't say the same for our defense, who has been one of the worst throughout the season so far this season. And it's just been terrible to see week in and week out. Our defense cannot tackle and cannot cover for anything. I mean, you take a look at our defensive stats so far this season. The Minnesota Vikings are 30th in yards allowed, 22nd passing yards allowed, 30th rushing yards allowed, 24th in points allowed. The only good stat is third down conversion where we are ninth. And I mean, it's not like the Vikings very much play on third down because we tend to just give up uh, first downs just about every play. And the reason why the Vikings are actually ninth and third down conversion is also because of our pass rush. Our pass rush has been surprisingly great, and I love to see the Vikings blitz a lot of these young uh, players who can really get to the passer. So as a whole, Minnesota Vikings defense, you take a look at this right here. Vikings, we're, we're going to highlight this rushing yards real quick because this is the reason why the Vikings have been losing, the reason why we lost against the San Francisco 49ers. Vikings are averaging 134 rushing yards per game. 134 rushing yards per game. Why? I can't even tell you. Okay, that shouldn't be possible. Michael Pierce has been out. Dalvin Tomlinson just missed a game. I mean, these are two big guys who should be stopping the run up the middle. DJ Wadham has been great against the run on the outside. We, I mean, Daniel Hunter has missed most of the season. Now we have Sheldon Richardson, another big guy. I just can't wrap my head around the fact that the Vikings are allowing 134 rushing yards per game, which is 30th in the NFL. And the reason why the Vikings are five and six right now comes down to that Vikings defense. But that's not the worst part about this Vikings defense. The worst part is our corners. We have maybe the worst cornerback room in football. Patrick Peterson, I'm going to cut him some slack. I mean, he might get a little bit too much hate, but he's car he's governed some of the league's best wideouts. Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf. Patrick Peterson has had some tough matchups, and I think the Vikings should give him another contract. I can't say the same for the rest of our Vikings corners. Mackenzie Alexander has time and time again been the worst corner in football. Bashad Breeland continues to be a disappointment outside corner. Our Vikings defense 
is terrible and i just can't wrap my head around this because we have harrison smith eric kendricks we have multiple stars in this vikings defense who should be making pro bowls who should be first team all pro yet we are 30th best offense in football 30th best offense in football that means there's only two worse offenses than us those are probably our detroit lions and houston texas i don't actually know who the two worst ones are but based off of that i'm guessing those are the two worst teams in football but as a whole we're making a step five steps on how the vikings can fix their defense because the vikings are going to be making the playoffs i believe it's going to happen they're in the playoff picture right now they have a seventh seed and we're better than all other five win teams in the nfc right now we are five and six with the seventh seed and should be locking down as either the sixth or 17 going into the playoffs as a whole minnesota vikings five steps to fixing this minnesota vikings defense step number one and i've been calling for this all season long give cameron dantzler more play time I just don't understand how the Vikings continue to play Bashad Breeland and Mackenzie Alexander out there when you have a player like Cameron Dantzler sitting on your bench. Now, with that aside, I'm not a huge Dantzler fan. I'm not. I don't think he, I think his ceiling is very low in the NFL, but he can't be worse than Bashad Breeland is what I'm saying right here. He can't be worse than Mackenzie Alexander. This just, I don't understand it. I don't understand what the Vikings are doing because McKen Cameron Dantzler has proved himself in the NFL. He proved himself in the 2020 season where he was the rookie. Not only was he a rookie corner, but he was the top ranked rookie corner by PFF coming out of the third round out of Mississippi State. Had a tremendous rookie season. Going into this year, we assumed that he was going to be our starting outside corner alongside Patrick Peterson. No, he's not. He's been playing most snaps on the bench. He's been watching from the sideline. He's been watching his team give up multiple touchdowns, multiple third down plays from the sideline. And when I say our team, I'm talking about Cameron or I'm talking about Mackenzie Alexander and I'm talking about Bashad Breeland, who has been awful. Step number one, give Dantzler more playtime. I'm not saying start Dantzler over Bashad Breeland. I'm saying give him some more playtime. Rotate in these players, because if you give up a six, a 75 yard touchdown to Valdez, Dan, uh, Scantling, whatever dude's name is, they should be benched. Cameron Dantzler has to go out there and play corner for our team ASAP. And he should have been all season long. And I don't know why the Vikings haven't done this. Another one, use three safeties. You got to keep Mackenzie Alexander off of the field. You have to. He has been terrible. And what is his PFF rank? I believe he's 46 PFF grade. Even worse than that, probably. One of the worst corners in football this season. And you have a player like Cam Bynum on the... Now, when I say use three safeties, I'm going to get this clear real quick. I'm not talking about three deep safeties. You have Harrison Smith and Xavier Woods. Those are your two deep safeties right there. You have Cam Bynum, who was a corner in college, who played at Cal. He's a corner who's playing safety. He's an excellent zone safety is what I'm saying here. And he should be playing at the slot receiver position as the nickel back over Mackenzie Alexander. As Mackenzie Alexander has been awful. And I've been saying this all on this podcast because he has been so bad with this Vikings team. And I hate to see this guy go out there and give up crucial plays. And I've said it. Greg Joseph is not the reason why we lost against the Arizona Cardinals. The reason why we lost against the Arizona Cardinals is Mackenzie Alexander, who makes Rondell Moore look like Jerry Rice. The reason why we lost against the Arizona Cardinals was because of Bashad Breeland, who makes AJ Green look like Randy Moss. Okay, our Vikings corners are awful, and there is something we have to do about this, starting at our secondary, and that is playing Cameron Dantzler. That's playing Cam Bynum. Cam and Cam. They're both named Cam. Just put them out there. Cam Bynum is the top-ranked player on this Vikings secondary right now. The top-ranked player on this Vikings secondary by PFF is our rookie Cam Bynum, third-round draft pick out of Cal. 
who started two games over Harrison Smith as Harrison Smith was out two weeks with COVID. Now we have Cam Bynum sitting on our bench, a player who is just like Cam Dantzler, sitting on our bench, watching our defense give up massive plays to the opposing offenses. And a big key factor on why the Vikings are the 30th ranked defense in football has to do with that decision alone to keep Cam Bynum and keeping Cam Dantzler on the bench and still continuing to play Mackenzie Alexander and Bashad Breeland, who have been two awful corners. Number three, blitzing Anthony Barr. Okay, Mike Zimmer, why are you paying this guy $12 million? Why are you playing Anthony Barr $12 million? I'll answer that question because he's a pass rusher. Anthony Barr is a pass rusher, and you're paying him $12 million. That's why, okay? And as a matter of fact, he should be making more than that. He has a half a sack so far this season. A half a sack so far this season. Minnesota Vikings are not blitzing Anthony Barr, and that is what he's used for. He's used as a threat off the edge. Anthony Barr, for the rest of this season, this will be his last season with the Minnesota Vikings, the second half of the season, you have to blitz Anthony Barr to get to the quarterback more because that's what he's useful for. The Vikings are trying to use him into coverage. They're trying to use him against these running backs. He is not that guy. He is a pass rusher. As a matter of fact, I'd play Anthony Barr at defensive end at this point. I'd load up the defensive line, throw five defensive linemen right there, play Anthony Barr as a pass rusher, down, third down, fourth down, second down even, blitz Anthony Barr because that is what he's useful for, and I don't understand why the Vikings haven't been doing this all season. Anthony Barr is not going to return with the team. If I was Anthony Barr, there is zero chance I'm returning with his Vikings defense because we give him no respect. We don't. We do not respect Anthony Barr. He is he is talented. Now, I understand he hit a decline since uh, 2014, 2015, Anthony Barr. He's hit a steep decline in 2017 even. But since then, the reason why isn't because Anthony Barr has gotten slower because he's because um, of all the injuries. The reason why is because Anthony Barr isn't being utilized properly. He's supposed to be a pass rusher. And the Vikings aren't using him for that. And that's why the Vikings should blitz Anthony Barr if they want to fix this Vikings defense going forward. Number four, you got to play. Like I said, you got to rotate in new players. Play Patrick Jones. Everson Griffin is now likely going to miss a cut in the next couple weeks with his um with his uh, personal issues. Um, obviously, Daniel Hunter's on IR. You traded away Steven Weatherly. Who are your two defensive ends right now? DJ Wanham? Solid. I mean, I, I'm a big DJ Wanham fan. I think he should continue to play out there. I think he's a very underrated player, um, has been able to get to the passer. Maybe his stats doesn't say he has a lot of sacks, but he's been able to get to the passer. Great. Have DJ Wanham out there. Who do you have alongside DJ Wanham? We can't figure it out. We have Sheldon Richardson starting at defensive end, which I thought was a decent decision because he played it in college. We have Sheldon Richardson playing at defensive end. Outside of that, you got to play Patrick Jones. Patrick Jones drafted in the third round out of the 2021 draft out of Pitt has not played a whole lot of snaps in the Vikings defense. And am I missing something? Am I missing something? Because I feel like this is common sense right here. Maybe because I'm not going to the practices, Patrick Jones maybe looks awful in practice. I mean, if that's what it is, I'd understand, but I haven't heard anything about how Patrick Jones has looked bad in practice. As a matter of fact, I've heard good things about Patrick Jones and why he's not playing on Sunday's game barely any snaps on third down, barely any snaps at defensive end. Why he's not playing on Sunday's game, I can't understand. We have a very talented defensive end right here, sitting on the bench. We have Cam Dantzler, Cam Bynum, and Patrick Jones sitting on the bench right now, just watching our defense miss tackles time and time again. Watching our secondary 
leaving wide open receivers time and time again. Vikings defense is terrible, and they're not doing anything about it. You have to play Patrick Jones more. You have to play Cam and Dancer more. You got to play Cam Bynum more. I mean, if this was the if this was the Patriots defense, Bill Belichick sees someone miss a tackle, they're getting benched the rest of the game. Why is the Patriots defense so good? Because of that. They fix their problems. The Patriots defense should not be this good right now. Yet they are. Because if you miss a tackle, you're not playing the rest of the game. You fumble the ball, you're not playing the rest of the game. That's Bill Belichick's motto. And part of the reason why the Patriots, I might be wrong, but I believe they're first or second in the in the AFC right now. And that is the core reason why. Because they're fixing their problems. Minnesota Vikings continue to play Bashad Breeland at outside corner, continue to play Mackenzie Alexander at nickelback, and continue to play whoever at defensive end that's not looking good. You got to play Patrick Jones some more. And then final one, you got to clean house. We have eight of our 11 starters on defense who are going to be free agents in 2022. Most of these are not coming back. They can't. Let me read off the list real quick of Minnesota Vikings defensive players. Let's go back to the screen. Who will be free agents in 2022? Anthony Barr, Patrick Peterson, Sheldon Richardson, Bashad Breeland, Nick Vigil, Xavier Woods, Mackenzie Alexander, Everson Griffin. Those are eight of our 11 starters on defense are not going to be with the team next year. Well, they will be entering free agency next year. Patrick Jones and Xavier Woods are the two only players I want to hear in the conversation about re-signing. No question the Vikings should not re-sign Anthony Barr. As of right now, where it is November 29th, Anthony Barr is not being used properly, and he should play somewhere else, somewhere that would appreciate someone, somewhere that would respect him as a pass rusher, because the Minnesota Vikings have not been doing that. Sheldon Richardson, again, he's not going to return with the team. He should actually be a starter at, at three tech somewhere. Bashad Breland, no way. Nick Vigil, absolutely not. Mackenzie Alexander, like I've said, shouldn't even be in the NFL. Everson Griffin, I mean, Everson Griffin, we don't really know what's happening with him. Don't wait until the draft. It doesn't work. Minnesota Vikings should not wait until the draft to draft their starters. You have to fill the role in free agency and then draft best player available. It's how you build a team. It's how the Vikings need to rebuild this defense. When I say when I say um, clean house, I'm also talking about Mike Zimmer here. I'm talking about most of Mike Zimmer and Adam Zimmer. Get his son out of here too. Just have Andre Patterson take care of it. Andre Patterson doesn't need a co-defensive coordinator to be with him. He doesn't need Mike Zimmer looking over his shoulder. Andre Patterson can be in charge of this defense, and you can get an offensive-minded head coach. I have faith with this Vikings defensive coaching staff. I do. And I believe going into next year, where the Vikings will clean house and grab new starters on this Vikings defense, specifically at free agency, because I want them to take players in free agency, that is what we should be looking at. Minnesota Vikings should be fixing these defensive players by the end of the season. We need to see more of Patrick Jones. Even more, we need to see more of Cam Bynum. Okay, Cam Bynum is a converted safety. He played corner at college. I'm not saying to play him as an outside corner because he can't play man. I've watched his tape in college. He's not the best at playing man-to-man. -man. That's why you play him over Mackenzie Alexander. Why? You might ask. While Cam Bynum might not look great at Nickelback, he's going to look better than Mackenzie Alexander. Because anybody who plays corner should be looking better. Anybody in your roster should be looking better than Mackenzie Alexander. And give Cam Dantzler some more playtime. I'm not the biggest Cam Dantzler fan, and I've said it multiple times on this podcast, but he's got to play better than Bashad Breeland, especially in the red zone. Because coming off of his 2020 season, that Dantzler that we saw in 2020 is still in there. 
He's just waiting to come out. And that's why you should play more of Dantzler. Rotate him in. I'm not saying start any of these guys, except for Patrick Jones. I'm not saying start these two cams. I'm saying you got to rotate them in. Give them some more play time. As I'm tired of seeing Bashad Breeland, Mackenzie Alexander give up big time plays to the opposing offenses. Clean house Minnesota Vikings going into the 2022 free agency. We'll be taking a look at more players that the Vikings should be bringing in to their play, to their defense and making an impact in the 2022 season. It's interesting because Vikings are going to make the playoffs. I'm very faithful that they will. Problem is this defense against like a lot of these playoff teams. They're going to look good. This Vikings defense is going to look bad against the opposing teams. And that's why I have little faith on this Vikings team making the Super Bowl. I, I believe my team's going to make the playoffs. I think it's going to happen. Problem is this defense. That's going to wrap up episode 136 of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all did enjoy listening to this episode. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. Or if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast. We are almost at 500 subscribers. Hope you all did enjoy listening to this episode. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to, to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings football-related content. Have a great day.